1: Elite Kenny in the Bucks listen this that undisputed yeah we're here to shock the system is this a war zone going down on Wednesday nights this a fight this is NXT versus Dynamite weekly battles ratings shattered this a revolution this is change to what the game is used to doing this is all about that dark and white contrast welcome to the fight for Wednesday night podcast Welcome, everybody, to the Fight for Wednesday Night podcast, a special Monday edition of the Fight for Wednesday Night podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. I am your host, Mike De Niro. I'm joined here by G Rock, and we're about to get into a big week in AEW versus NXT. But before we do, we're going to ask everybody to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five star review. Also, hit us up on Instagram, Fight for Wednesday Night, for the number, not F O R.
3: So, De I'm going to jump right into it. This was a big week. This was kind of the going away for both shows before the new year. Uh, It definitely seemed like they were competing against each other again, a big show. So, I I, I like that it was a feel of the very first episodes of when AEW was coming on Uh and NXT was combating them. And, uh, you know, they both assumed that they were going to both put on big shows, and which they did. And I, I was glad to see that. And this is what I'm talking about with competition, making, you know, the product better. I think we got good shows from both of them.
1: Both shows had big title matches, both shows had big main event caliber matches, all the stars were on both shows, and they went all out to end the year. Yes. Now, I want to do something a
3: little bit different. It's, uh, it's about to be a new year, I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to start out with NXT. I think this was one of the most underrated forms of the card, I suppose. They started out the first match with the men's title match. Yeah. That blew my mind.
1: Which was, like you just said, very reminiscent of the first episode of NXT versus AEW. Because if you remember, it was Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole in a title match to start out the show. Yeah. So, I guess when in doubt, when you're going head to head, title match right out the gate. Title match right out the gate. And you know what? I mean, as we've seen in the the
3: ratings this week, it worked for them. Yeah. It, It worked. I mean, I think, like I said, if you've been listening to this podcast, they've been on a strong run, in my opinion, I think in both of our opinions, um... With this format that they have going, Um, in this show, we didn't have any promos. It was wrestling match, a couple of vignettes, if I'm not mistaken, but it was pretty much match after match after match.
1: Yeah, this was another takeover type event. Yeah, I was going to say that. It felt like a takeover. And also, I'm not even so mad at the world title match being first, just because we got another really good title match to end the show. It wasn't like you gave the title match and then we just had a regular match to end the show. So since there was two big title matches on this, it was nice that they were able to spread it out.
3: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I don't think they'd be able to put on uh, the Balor and uh, and Cole match out the gate if they didn't have that Ripley, Ripley versus, versus uh, yeah. Baszler and and the me- momentum and suspense and
1: and the, the big moment at the end. Yeah, uh,
3: and it was cool because you know it does show again equality that you know the women could start the, the women title match could be the beginning of the match. Or it could be the ending of the match. And same thing with the vice versa with the men. There's no uh, priority as far as all the men always have to, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Especially the women of NXT, I believe, are the best women wrestlers in all of the wrestling world right now. Especially Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. They've both been killing it. And this match was phenomenal. So it lived up to the hype of a main event title match. You know, I think that's a
3: that's a bold statement. But, I mean, I I think... I think there might be uh, some truth to that. I, I do believe their, their, their women division is very strong.
1: Their women division is really strong. Uh, I'm trying to think. A close second, I'm going to put Impact Wrestling. They have great women, but we're not talking about Impact Wrestling in this no, podcast. No, no. But, this, this, yeah, I'm not NXT, sure if you remember after, yeah. <laughs> after 14 weeks, this is, a, this is NXT versus AEW. Okay? Uh, this isn't Impact versus NWA? No, no. no. So All that, right, that's well, a different podcast. Anyway... Yeah, Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler tore the house down, but as did Adam Cole and Finn Balor. The, the chemistry that these two men had in this match was phenomenal. And I think it was a phenomenal match. Uh, I think we saw a little bit
3: of a, of a coming out with, uh, with Finn Balor. He's now embracing this uh, Prince moniker. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind his, of alluding to his, his days. His
1: past is his future. It's his
3: future. And we're seeing that the attire kind of matched that. I, don't, I think it was an X, was it? On yeah. his uh, knee pad and on his little...
1: A lot more... On his right
3: ass cheek, I think it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, a lot more reminiscent of Prince Devitt.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I thought this, this match was done very, very well. And I mean, like you said, the chemistry was great. But I just want to point out the ending of this match and... Uh, when Johnny Gargano comes out. The production, okay? Phenomenal. Exactly. Phenomenal. This is what I wanted to point out. It's just the little things. It's mm-hmm. the little things that I appreciate. And lately, NXT has been killing it with their camera angles and their production.
1: Everything makes sense. That's something that NXT does so well. Everything makes sense. We didn't have Gargano's music hit. We Not didn't have all. the camera already at the entranceway. Nope. It just made sense. You know
3: what? When, when Gargano came out, right? I knew somebody came out because of the reaction of everybody around. Yeah. The the crowd started standing up and started looking that way. Then you seen Finn Balor stop and, and really like just hone in and focus on the ramp. And for a split second in my mind, I'm yelling like, "Who the fuck is it?" <laughs> like, yeah, I am. I was like, I was on the edge, and it's because of that little brief moment. They everybody is you know reacting, but I don't see it as a fan, and it. I don't know, I just I felt like it built up the suspense of that moment and it was well done because of that camera angle and exactly. the music, like you mentioned. They didn't hit his
1: music. They didn't have the camera already in place. Like, one thing I hate is when something happens backstage, someone's getting attacked backstage and there's a camera right there. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. There's always a camera on the scene. It was so perfect that, hey, it was a surprise that Gargano's out and even the cameraman was off guard because, oh, taken off guard because he wasn't ready in position to see him come out the entranceway.
3: Yeah, I mean, so you know, they've been they've been hitting it on the head with this lately, and and even that that shot with a uh, Keith Lee and, and Finn Balor. Oh yeah, when he when came, Balor was on the
1: corner and came up in the bottom.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that, you know, that is great. Those little things in in the wrestling production and show wise, I think it gets overlooked, but when they do it right, I mean, like it makes a big deal.
1: Not to sound repetitive, this definitely had the feeling of a takeover. Takeover is usually two hours to two and a half hours and just all matches, but not a lot of matches. This NXT card only had what? Like five, six matches? I think so. Where yeah. we've seen a lot more in past episodes, like eight, nine matches at sometimes yeah. because there's very low promo time and all match time. So it was nice to see less matches and more time given to these matches so you could really have that main event feel. And big fight feel for a lot of these matches.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, their their format in which, you know, they've been doing week in and week out, uh, it works for them. It's connecting on all cylinders. Yeah, as of of right now. As of right now, I will say. Because, I don't know, part of me still is just a little concerned because I do want to see more development with, as far as, you know, promos and, uh, you know, people being able to use the mic. So... That's my only reservation is that I would like to see that at some point And hopefully it continues you know, to go well. But as of right now, I think they're hitting on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, uh, as, as, as these people get more experience on television, I feel like they're going to have more time to really build characters. Yeah. But these are still... Th- this is still new to a lot of these wrestlers. They were on the network. A lot of these people were straight from the performance center or straight from the independence, They're not used to being on a television show. So it's still a... Just like AEW, it's still a crawl before we could run process.
3: I mean, a great example, I mean, is, 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 is Rhea Ripley. She's now the women's champion. She's 23 years old. She's 23 years old. She has so much ahead of her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's still so young in the business. So, yeah, you know, these, these talents are going to evolve, you know, as, as a collective group, everybody everybody they're still relatively young and early on in their careers and in the business and you know some of them didn't have the opportunities of, of cutting promos and now they are so i think we're going to see more of that incorporated but right now at least the one thing i respect is that i feel like NXT understands where their strengths and their weaknesses are and yeah. they're just giving a lot of the strengths right now as maybe they work behind the scenes on the weaknesses Definitely. so as a fan i appreciate that i think that's smart um you know you don't expose yourself and right now i think like i said you know, I can't complain. This whole card was was great. I think Damian Priest, Killian Dane, that, that was, was a, a really, a good, really match. good match.
1: Yeah, one thing that I feel WWE lacks is the great big man matches like they used to have because there's so many smaller guys that when you see like these two, like you have the what's the saying the in removal, well. <laughs> the unstoppable force versus the immovable object that we're used to seeing in WWE. The last great big man match I feel was Braun Strowman versus Big Show in the cage match. I don't know if you remember that. That was a really good match. But it leads me to a point that I'm trying to make here is a lot of people, they kind of box in NXT just like AEW with all they have is small guys. I don't think that NXT gets the credit they deserve for the big guys that they have. Uh, Dominic Dajakovic, Keith Lee...
0: Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman.
2: My chief qualification being...
0: Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington, for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackmun.
2: My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics.
1: Killian Dane, Walter.
3: Yeah, true. um, Damian Priest. Damian Priest, yeah, we
1: were just talking about. like, These guys are bigger guys who could go, and I don't think that they get the credit for the size that they have on NXT. It it is a very unique roster, and there is a lot of diversity, and I don't think people really give it that credit.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, it is a little overlooked. and, And the guys, the big guys that they do have, I think why they get overlooked is because. They're not, they're they adjusted with the times and these guys can move as well. They yeah. can flow very well with with the, the smaller guys, more athletic, uh, faster guys. Um, and these guys are doing, you know, flips out of the ring and, and topes and, you know, they're doing crazy stuff as well. So I feel like back in the day we had guys that were boring styles and, you know, they were big guys and they only had about, you know, one more move than John Cena and, you know, it was, it kind of was boring, you know what I mean? But yeah. now we're seeing that these bigger guys they can do what most of the small guys are doing um just at a slower pace. So I just feel like it's just it's a good match it's it's really is a good match of strength and size with speed agility and and you know you got a good combination and all these guys can do
1: everything. yeah, this is kind of off topic, but NXT right now they're developing a guy who's like seven eight I believe. There's a big dude who' been showing up on the NXT live events. Scott Hall said that he did some work with him in the Performance Center. So there's a lot bigger guys coming
3: oh, to yeah? NXT. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, it's it, it's it's weird because like that's the rarity now. You yeah. know, Where WWE used to be the land of the giants, and now if you look at it overall, that it's not like that as much. So hey, you know. This, and this, this the, is, the, the
1: giants are actually the attraction again because they're not the norm. Hey, that, that's the way it just trends, you know? Things just mm-hmm. trend up and down, so... Yeah, but back to this card. What a card. I,
3: I think... I, I also wanted to point out that uh, the, the Cameron Grimes and Kushida match, I thought that was interesting. Cameron yeah. Grimes got a big win.
0: Really uh, good match. Yeah,
3: it was a really another really good match. Mm-hmm. You know, Cameron Grimes, it's been weird because I don't know where they go with him and it seems like a stop-start type of situation. But as of right now, he got a big win on Kushida. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a great match. Kushida did his thing. He was impressive, even the Io Shirai versus Santana Garrett, Io Shirai. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I want to point out is that I feel like with Io Shirai, she's getting more and more confident. It feels,
1: I, in my personal opinion, she really fit into this heel character. Yeah, Io Shirai before this was really good, but she had very little character. Where now she has the talent and she has the character now.
3: Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I felt like with that with that Garrett match, it just I just see it on her face. It, I, and, and and that moonsault that she does, we were talking about. I, I think it's so Gosh, vicious because everybody usually has that arcing, you know. Yeah
1: she just goes right to
3: it yeah yeah it's more direct. the angle exactly so I love that and another big surprise was the Pete Dunn and Travis at least a surprise for me but uh you know Pete Dunn and Travis Banks this kid Travis Banks from the UK I didn't know much about him we saw him in the previous week and yeah, he stole that victory from uh um, what was it um, Jackson uh, Riker, Riker. They're,
1: they're, they're promoting the whole World
3: Collide crossing over in yeah. January and this kid could go. I mean, it, he was really impressive, and that was a great match.
1: Yeah, there, there wasn't one match on this card that was not a great match. I think you just ran through all the matches on the card. That was it. But, and, I mean, I, and then we got, you know, the main event, Ripley and, and yeah, Baszler, that, and that was phenomenal. I wanted to talk about that moment where Rhea Ripley beats Shayna Baszler, which was a shock to me. I didn't think that they were going to take the title off her right away. You know, and that's that's the thing, is that
3: the, the spontaneity is that we didn't know if we were going to finally see Ripley get the, get the title. Or if this is going to be pushed off for to see a next takeover, feud. yeah, yeah, we didn't we didn't know what going into this.
1: I I love that moment at the end where everybody comes into the ring and they lift Ripley up. It really made it feel like a big match feel and yeah. a big moment for Raya Ripley. And the upside, like you said, for her is tremendous. She's only 23. She's already amazing and she's the champion. I can't wait to see what she does with this title and where she could take this.
3: Yeah, I mean, Ripley, I, I think we, we're seeing her really come into her own. And right now, I think she's really finding her confidence and and uh, I think she's tearing it up and I think she's just going to get better.
1: Definitely. NXT, so I'm excited. NXT was phenomenal this week. Yeah. So let's get into AEW. This week on AEW, we started out with the uh, Lucha Brothers versus Omega and Hangman. And something that I liked about this was they cut the intros, no no entrances. Let's just get, get right into business, it. That's something business. that AEW does really well is, look, as soon as it's 8 o'clock, show starts and there's two guys in the ring sometimes and we're just going to go full steam ahead. And I guess they knew that... NXT was going to start their show like hitting on all cylinders. So oh, hey, I didn't even think if about we that. get the yeah. uh, like jumpstart on them and we start a match right away before they while they're still having their entrances, <sighs> people might stay on us because the action's already happening in the ring. Yeah, you know? that's a good catch. It, I,
3: I think both both shows knew that they were obviously trying. I mean, every week they're, they're competing with yeah. each other, but more so with this week because uh, these think shows were both that. built up yeah, they, they've been
1: building these I think for like 2-3 weeks already they've been building this show the last show of the year
3: yeah but I, I was just want to point out is I think that was a good call because I didn't realize that uh, I knew that they started the match without the entrances I just didn't understand the purpose behind it but yeah. like you said I really do believe that was intention to keep uh, viewers on them from switching over So
1: yeah and it was a great match if you want to talk about how good the opener was for NXT we also got to talk about how great this opener was for AEW not only was there so much talent in the ring that really meshed well, but we had Phoenix showing why he's one of the craziest luchadors. We had Pentagon. I think by far he's the
3: best. Yeah, by far had... he's the best. He's every time I watch him, he's pulling out something new, and he just owns that ring. He walks in there like he owns the ring, and that's exactly. what I'm talking about. That confidence that he has, I'm starting to see that a little bit in, in 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 the eyes of Io Shirai. That's what I was I was mentioning is that you're starting to see like. It's more than just confidence. It's like I own this ring. And exactly. Phoenix, with, with with what he does off those ropes, and even him exiting. Like I was talking, he, he just, just falls, falls backwards back and he's swinging in, swings out from the bottom rope, and he's he's walking on 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 the side. Like exactly.
1: what the hell? Like uh, and then and then we have Pentagon, who is one of the best luchadors in his for what he does. Like he's a, a different luchador, one of the coolest characters, a crazy striker. He's a well rounded. That's that's why he's very well rounded. That's why he stands out. He's such a captivating, like luchador. We had Kenny Omega, who's a superstar, and then we have the story with him and Hangman. There's some dissension. Is Hangman breaking away from the Elite? Yeah, are they going to feud? It was just a good match, and the Lucha Brothers picked up a very big win here, and I felt that they really needed this win because the Lucha Brothers were kind of on a downward slide here. They, They lost in the tournament. They lost at the pay per view. They needed something big, and beating Omega and Hangman was a really big win.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I was a little confused as to moving forward where the Lucha Bros was going to go before this. Um, I wasn't sure if they were going to start uh, separating them and going on singles runs because we saw them each have a match uh, yeah. solo
1: as they could. Yeah, yeah. As as no, could, and yeah. I wouldn't
3: have been, been mad at that. I'm just, I was just curious as to where we're going to go moving forward. But with this big win, I mean, it, it seems to me like they're going to still stick together as a tag team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a really big win. I think it kind of showed a little bit of the direction in which Lucha Bros themselves are kind of going. I mean, you continue this momentum. And I love the story of uh, Omega and, and, and Paige and it being continued week in and week mm-hmm. out. And, you know, it's a little bit different each time. Uh, it was... To me personally it was almost reminiscent of like Shawn Michaels and, and, and Diesel at the time. Yeah. You know, Diesel would help set up with the kick and, and, you know, the guy ducks down and he gets hit with the the super kick. Yeah,
1: if this leads to like what I'm thinking is going to lead to a Hangman versus Omega match, I'm very excited for that match. They had one match, I believe only one match before in New Japan, and it was a really good match. These two characters have Really good chemistry in the ring with each other. I want to see that in the states. Yeah, one thing I just want to I just
3: want to bring up with that is that it does seem like we are leading on to an Omega and, and Page match, right? I mean, we all can see that. The funny thing is, we also have Pack in the middle of this. It could be a three way. But here's the deal: is I'm starting to think that we're we're seeing a little bit of of how AEW works. And I think you brought this up in in a previous podcast where they kind of have a main feud. But and then sub-feuds. There's sub-feuds, yeah. exactly. And I feel like Pack is that sub-feud. It's, we're going to have maybe one more match, and then it probably will mm-hmm. die out. But the overall bigger feud is going to be Omega and Paige. And I just want to yeah. point that out, because we've just, seen that. Yeah, just
1: like we had Lucha Brothers and um The Best Friends, but we also still had The Lucha Brothers and Christopher Daniels.
3: I just I just want to put it out there to, to the writers of NXT and the writers of AEW. I'm figuring you guys out. You guys have patterns, and I'm figuring you out every week.
1: Mm-hmm. I... Another card that was just really, really good. AEW and NXT. We keep on saying like everything on this card was phenomenal. I want to just uh, jump into the Jericho versus Jungle Boy match, though. Okay. The emotion of that match, I think, was perfect. They really played it off. They had the, the uh, they had the time on the screen for the people in the venue to see, and they played to that time perfectly. While Jungle Boy was like. In the uh, walls of Jericho, and they were counting down mm-hmm. the time. The emotion in the building was really making Jungle Boy a star. Yeah. Because if he holds on, then he lasts the 10 minutes. And then you could say, oh, Jungle Boy lasted 10 minutes with Jericho. And I just really love the emotion of that match.
3: Now, there's, there's a lot I have to say about this match. And there's things that I loved, and there's things that I didn't like, per se. Everything you said, I, I agree with. Uh, I feel like on every episode, AEW sort of gives, or, or typically almost every episode, AEW gives a spotlight to one of their younger up and coming stars, right? And Jungle Boy is one of those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, the fans connect with him.
0: starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court and Academy Award nominee William H Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman
2: My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court politics
3: And I love how they put them in a spot with a veteran, you know, uh, that knows what they're doing and that can build them up, you know, give them that rub. And I think this that was this match. And I I wanted to add that the emotion behind this match, I felt was helped with the vignette prior. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not for the people there, but at home, we got to see a little bit of a of a story of um, Jungle Boy and training, him training. getting ready exactly not how too much it not meant too to gimmicky.
1: it wasn't like it was him in the jungles it was yeah, him actually training for this match like it was a serious deal
3: yeah exactly and i i thought that led to the build-up of this and that that was phenomenal we also had um a jungle boy's family
1: at ringside um you mind if i cut you off there g something i didn't like about that was his family didn't have the same emotion that you would think that they would have yeah when he was in the walls of jericho with like 30 seconds left his family looked like they were just clapping and smiling and happy. Like they didn't look like they were like, "Come on, come on, yeah. come on, Jack, just yeah, pull through." I, I, there's like a, it wasn't there. Yeah, their sisters complete, were not the same.
3: It was complete like disconnect. I, feel. That I thought they would. Yeah, you know. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like well, if you do segments like that, like I feel like the family's got to be in. Yeah, on you got to pre-warn them. Like,
1: look, last ten seconds make it seem like you're really trying to give him some emotional support. Don't just be there smiling and clapping. Yeah. Because JR's trying to sell it like, his sisters are at ringside. They're... Come on, like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're at ringside, but it looks like that they don't even know what's going on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so that that was one thing I, I will say. It, it was a little... It was a little bit weird. You know, they were smiling while he's, you know, quote-unquote in pain, you know. But um, still, nonetheless, I, I think it was a great match, and like you said, it was well done. Now, the part that I didn't like is... So, Jericho... Uh, after the 10 minutes is done, Jungle Boy, you know, survives it, he kind of forcefully adds like a minute or so, I think yeah. it was, which I thought was cool, okay, fine, but then he just, when the tides turned, he just left, well, I yeah, thought it was great, uh, Yeah. great, 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 he goes on, and he's putting on like a, a little bit of a fit, though, and he goes on with, with Tony Schiavone, and, and he's, Skiavone, Skiavon. yeah, skivon I love that, and, uh, you know, kind of going back and forth with him about, oh, now that, the stipulations wasn't...
1: Yeah. Tell
3: me, he would be... In, anyway. But then there was that turn. There was that turn where then Jericho goes into promo mode. He was just, you know, f- freaking out and, and, and upset. And, and it, that was like what he previously did with Scorpio Sky, right? After Scorpio Sky pinned him, he had his freak out.
1: Tantrum, yeah. Yeah, his
3: little tantrum. I thought, you know, he was doing that again as well. And then he starts going up the ramp and then he talks to Shivani. And then he slowly starts cutting a promo into... What he talked about previous week with Mox, uh, John Moxley, and offering him to join the inner circle—it was just weird to well, me.
1: Well, I, I kind of like it because Jericho kind of was getting outshone by Jungle Boy, so he tried to just like downplay, it, like, "Oh, that doesn't matter. That was fine. I had a bigger." Problem. But no, 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 no. But here's the deal: is that he would, but he showed, like, if he if he kept it like, "Oh, he doesn't
3: matter to me," the whole time and stayed Ooh. consistent, I'd be okay with that. But the fact that he was showing that it, it bothered him, and then. Like, about two minutes later, he goes into cutting a promo and, and, and explaining about, you know, Mox, we, we want you, you know, and you can give us our, your answer next week. And I was just like...
1: I didn't have timing, such timing, a Timing, timing, that's yeah. one thing. Timing, that's all I'm saying. I don't mind it. Just two different times. Well, let's talk about timing because I didn't have such a big problem with that. I'm going to tell you what I had a, a huge problem with. I don't know if it was before or after the promo because there was a point where Jericho left and then he came back out. But while he left... They went to commercial, and they had the picture-in-picture, Yeah, and they showed the crowd going crazy and giving a standing ovation to Jungle Boy while he's in the ring looking around. And if they would have shown that on TV without it being in mute and in a picture-in-picture, if that was just what they showed on TV that would have made him a star. If they would have shown him getting up and the whole crowd clapping for him and going crazy, people at home are going to be like, wow, he's a star. Or hey, wow, I respect him. Everyone respects him. He just earned their respect. But if you're seeing it picture in picture and it's on mute, you don't get that same effect.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that, De Niro, but you're, you're completely right. Um,
1: That's what I ha- That was my biggest problem out of this whole
3: segment. It was, it was a defining moment for him. And maybe instead of, instead of Jericho cutting that Mox promo, at that moment that where it was... I mean, it wasn't even like him cutting a promo, but he just switched his emotion in which he was talking. If he didn't cut that, then maybe we could have had time and showed Jungle Boy, you know, if they would have just... If they were just more better with the timing of things. Like I said, Jericho maybe... Talks about that earlier in the in in the segment, or in, earlier in the uh, in the show, or later in the show.
1: Yeah, I was and gonna say you could have had you would have had time show Jungle Boy, and then later
3: on cut a promo
1: backstage. I understand
3: something. that you need to have commercials and they're time slotted, and I, I I understand that I get that. But with the time you do have, let's make the most of it. And I think what you said would have been better served if if you were to show Jungle Boy you know lifting up to a standing ovation i think you're right that would have been more impactful to me than jericho reminding us that he made an invitation to mox and he's yeah. supposed to respond like
1: and it's not like that that's something they- i'm
3: sorry that that jr or, or or shivani could have mentioned in commentary yeah it didn't we didn't need jericho to literally exactly. say something about it
1: and it's not like AEW didn't show jungle boy standing up to a, a standing ovation they did but it was just in picture in picture and mute and even before the match the Inner Circle was cutting a promo and they had like signs or something and we didn't know what they were saying because it was in picture-in-picture, in mute. Picture. Yeah. I don't think that there should be things of significance while there's commercial. Yeah, you want people to stay on during commercials so you don't flip over to NXT, but not promos where we don't know what they're saying or moments that could make someone a star. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. For a second, I forgot. I, that They actually came
3: out and they had the signs. Yeah, I don't they know didn't what just walk. They didn't just walk down or in the back with it. They came out in the ring and they had those signs and uh, Sammy G was pulling them back while Jericho was saying something but we we had no idea and I I remember specifically telling you I said I'd rather you not show that because I don't know what I don't know so I don't know that I'm missing this but you're showing it and I can't hear it so now I know I'm missing this
1: but also there's also another argument to that, that that maybe be for the international crowds because people who don't live in the United States have the option of watching it on Fight TV commercial free so maybe that's for them but no, no, no! Come on, you I'm have sorry, things I'm of sorry. significance I, has to be no, shown no, for no, the whole no, no. world.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is to me. This is just another example of the learning curve that they have in production. Like I said in the previous podcast, if they get that right guy to fix some of these little minor things, yeah. we can have a much better show.
1: Yeah, because it's just production. Because it's not the wrestlers. These guys are busting their no, yeah, every they're doing week. their thing. They're doing, they're doing their Having thing. great matches. It's just timing of segments and just. Yeah, production work. But, all right, so I'm
3: going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to talk about something a little bit positive. Uh, the Statlander and Britt Baker match. That was a little surprising to me. It was a contendership match, a number one contendership match, right?
1: we seen Rio in the crowd. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, we finally, she, finally see Rio. Yeah. <laughs> they, I never mind. I was going to say something mean. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if they had a magnifying glass finally, but...
3: All right, anyway. Anyway, Yeah. this was a big win for, for, for Chris Statlander. Definitely. I did not see that one coming. I, I mean, I thought this was their chance to finally get Britt Baker the title shot, and they didn't. Yeah. So Britt that, Baker had been
1: there to, like, post a girl. Yeah. Statlander got a huge win over Hikaru Shida where she earned this spot, but. Yeah, it was definitely I mean, a big win. And I think... She just jumped opinion, in and
3: jumped right into almost a, a, a title... Uh, yeah, you know, title I, scene I, I don't want to quick. sound
1: like a Britt Baker hater, because I do want to see this girl develop. But I think the right person went over. I am more interested in Chris Statlander getting a title shot than Britt Baker at this moment. Because if you remember, Britt Baker did fight Rito. Rio, <laughs> Rio, <laughs> Rito. She fought Rio in the past. And remember, that match yeah, was, that was very the worst, sloppy. There was a language barrier where... Like I they said, it was confusion. There was com- yeah. complete confusion, so, whatever it was. I really wasn't too excited to see that again. Chris Datlander, we'll see how that goes. Chris Datlander was really good in this match. Yeah,
3: I mean, Chris Statlander is, is, you know, she's she's been she's been impressive. She's she's been doing well. Uh, and I don't, I'm not so hard on Britt Baker. I I like Britt Baker, and I I, I, I do think too. I think she needs to, you know, get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think she lacks much.
1: She's not the worst in the world. No, not at all. But she's not poster girl material right now. Yeah, but neither is Rio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's
3: the thing. And that then this whole division is still coming together.
1: That's why people like Chris Statlander, like Big Swole, I think, like having Awesome Kong finally wrestle, like having Allie there, like having Shayna, these girls are really good. And they're very... Is it Shauna? Uh, Shauna, sorry. they are yeah, people to thinking of Basel. Yeah, they're very solid. <laughs> so if you have these girls every week... You're going to have a much solid division. I think that they are adding the right pieces. to Well, this division. that's the
3: thing. That's the thing. I definitely think they're they're developing a, a core. And, you know, it's just it's slow developing. But you know what? I I just wanted to say. You know, I I thought the right person did go over, just like you did. Really um, good match. I, I, yeah, and I do believe.
0: This episode is brought to you by Dave, a banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. Because when you download Dave, you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's
3: extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Download Dave today at dave.com slash Spotify. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC there's a possibility that Statlander, uh, Statlander beats uh, Rio, which, in my personal opinion, I would like to see because I think Statlander will have better matches with the other females than Rio has have had with some of these other ladies.
1: I agree. You want to talk about the main event? Because I loved it.
3: Yeah, I, I, I loved it, too. I thought this was a really good main event, and it, it, mm-hmm. I thought it was it was well-executed as well. Uh,
1: yeah, SCU and the Young Bucks been fighting since Jesus was born, <laughs> and that's a, another shout-out to Christmas, but yeah, from PWG to Ring of Honor, they, they have great chemistry, and every time these two teams get in the ring, it's phenomenal, but something that I was more impressed with was the post-match segment. Yes, yes. I did not think, for the life of me, that they were going to end 2019 with the Dark Order in the ring just destroying everything. And I liked it. The, uh, yeah, alright, on the internet everyone's talking about that big botch where the guy's punching dust uh, missing, yeah, 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 but he's missing. But let's yeah, not yeah. think about that right I now because that got a lot of attraction online... Even Randy Orton was like chiming in, saying that guy needs to be fired. Yeah, I don't but- know. I, I, okay, so you know, two seconds. Uh, whoever they they have, I don't know who these people
3: are. Uh, I don't. I, I, personally, the way it looks like they're not even wrestlers. Some of them, because we talked about you know the 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 segment with the face thing. Yeah, it was really weird as yeah. well. And I don't know. It's just slight little things that they're doing with these creepers that is just throwing it off. But overall, I think they have something really good going.
1: I really like that they added the Beaver Boys. They're two really good wrestlers. You said that, but you said that from the very beginning. You said you wanted to see them infiltrate and and recruit actual wrestlers. But what I am so excited for, and I don't think many people caught, was when they gave the Beaver Boys masks, everyone else had a black mask with a green pattern. The Beaver Boys had a black mask with a purple purple. pattern.
3: And then There was was one one more
1: more guy. And if you look at that body type, it looks like it's Brandon Cutler. And if Brandon Cutler is in the Dark Order attacking the Young Bucks, and we all know the story that Brandon Cutler was the Young Bucks' best friend growing up, and he was the reason why that... Well, the Young Bucks are the reason why he's in AEW. If he joined the Dark Order and he's like brainwashed and attacking the Young Bucks, I really like this storyline. Okay, you know what? If you're correct, it goes a little bit deeper for me, because I don't know
3: if I said this on on a podcast or if I just said this off, but I, I mentioned about how I didn't like that actual wrestlers were coming out for saves. But not, not for saves. It was weird. It was like um for like medical help or Yeah you see the referees, the guys from the back and you'll see Brendan Cutler. Yeah. And it was like, well, why is he there? It's just like um with this week, Chris Statlander, when she was attacked with uh, by the Nightmare Collective, uh by Brandy. Yeah. Uh who was it that came out? A friend of hers. Uh another wrestler. I forgot her name. But she came out to kind of just assist and see her. And it's just like I don't know. It was a little bit weird to me, you know. And Brandon Cutler's done the same for the Bucks, the Bucks and I yeah. kept, I was like, well, they don't really say anything about this or mentioning like, oh, they mentioned Brandon Cutler coming out, yeah. but they don't say as to why. We don't see a connection. If you're right, if you're right, that would be brilliant. Yeah, that would be brilliant. That's how you, they would they just show that there's a connection. And then they show the betrayal. Because I can understand. I can understand the emotion why they were behind, color coming out.
1: Yeah, especially the emotion behind, hey, this is our best friend. We got him a job. He might not even be to the caliber of an uh, all elite wrestling wrestler, but we still got him a position here. And then he gets brainwashed and turns his back on us. That is very interesting. Yeah. I. I but again, we're just. We're just assuming assuming, we're assuming that it's know. him. Yeah. Maybe they just need an extra. But it was weird how everyone was in a black and green mask, but there was only three people in a black and purple, purple mask. mask yeah. And two of them was the Beaver Boys. We know that. Yeah. But yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I think that they've really been bouncing back. The last two weeks were better than three weeks ago. And they yeah. ended their year right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was happy to say that too. I, they they definitely ended this uh, ended their last show uh, on a high note. And this show itself was 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 really good, uh, like you said, three weeks ago. It was looking really bad, and each one is getting progressively better, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, and now, adding the uh, the Dark Order, and they're seeming like to get more of a light and uh, more of the spotlight, um, it's going to be interesting where they go from here with them.
1: Yeah, it was a really good week for both shows. NXT took the week in the ratings. You can see the exact numbers on the Instagram page, Fight for Wednesday Night for the number not F-O-R, and... It was a pretty significant number that NXT pulled over AEW, but more significant was this was the first week that NXT beat AEW in the 18-49 to male demographic that even when NXT was winning, AEW was dominating in. So are we seeing a turning of the tides here? Is NXT taking the audience away from AEW? Because you could say that AEW still had their core following and their audience, but NXT had a bigger audience in their demographic. But now we're seeing the AEW demographic turn towards NXT.
3: All right, let me ask you this. Balor versus uh, Cole for the title. Omega and Page versus the Lucha Bros.
1: See, that is a what hard What are you turning out? What are you watching? The title match. Okay, But cool. I, I, I'll tell you this there right now. There goes all
3: your science. It goes your, your demographics, yeah, your but range. That's a, that's It's simple.
1: Yeah. Simple. It's a title match over a match that you have... Four megastars in, and I gotta say they. Fair, if you're going, if you're going fair. to combat a title match, the Lucha Bros, Omega, and Hangman is how you combat a title match. Very fair, but still nonetheless,
3: hey, Balor and Cole for the title trumps trumps that. Bottom line,
1: bottom yeah. line. So, so that's that's going to be interesting. Well, there's no I'm not a- gonna look too too much into it. There's no AEW show this week, but next week. New Year's Day there is. So, I want to see more than just the overall ratings. I do want to see the 18 to 49 male demographic. Who wins that demographic? Because right now, it looks like that's the demographic that is AEW's like, niche.
3: Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I agree with you that NXT won this week. I, I just thought that they slightly beat out AEW. Um, but to me personally, again, I think it was pretty was pretty pretty close. I, it was I thought close. both shows were very good, very solid. But NXT had more of a umph to me. It had more importance. Um, we we got to see some big moments with the uh, with Ripley, and the way they ended that show was uh, was phenomenal as well. Um, but again, I I think that you know AEW is uh, I, I feel like they're loaded with with potential, and that's the thing they're loaded with potential. And and once they're able to to finally crack that code, I I, I really do believe they're 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 a force in uh, in 2020. But right now, I I like where the business is. I like where both shows are going. And, you know, it's getting fun more and more every week. So I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this battle. We're seeing the competition. Really heat up. Yeah, and it's bringing the best out of both of them. So I like where we're going.
1: I definitely do too. Gee, I couldn't say it better myself. But let's talk about next week. We're going to have no AEW show, but... We are going to have a loaded podcast because we're going to talk about our overall feelings for both NXT and AEW so far this year.
3: I've been holding in so much because I've, I I knew that we were going to have a week where we were going to do this. And up to those weeks, I see things that I want to talk about, but they don't necessarily involve that particular show exactly. it's, it's the brand overall little yeah, things we want to
1: talk about things that are more specific to the shows when there's a show but when there's no show it gives us that freedom to really give our thoughts on the overall picture
3: yeah yeah we're going into those rabbit holes that we, <laughs> I say I don't want to go into that now because I'll, I'll go off but now now's the chance that I'm going to go off <laughs> yeah
1: so we'll see you guys next week enjoy your holidays everyone
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take your business to the next level. Shopify is the commerce platform that makes it easy to show up and sell exactly the way you want to. No need to code or design. Sign up for your $1 per month trial period today. Visit shopify.com offer 23 to get started.